0: Hey,
1: everybody, welcome back to the Black Tribe slash M456 podcast. Hopefully, you're watching us on video. Patreon.com slash Gary and Lisa Black or the Journeymen community. Uh, I post everything there first. um, So it's exclusive content for the people who are paying. You can pay a buck at Patreon a month. Um, Our Journeymen, we're doing a lot of training courses, and so it's 11 bucks. Um, But make sure you go on there and join us, because we just want to keep doing discipleship and training, and we are on the subject of marriage, and I'm joined once again by my incredibly beautiful, stunning bride, Lisa Marie Black. Smart
0: man, say all the right things.
1: Well, it's true.
0: By the way, your your modules and your teaching on M456 is amazing.
1: Teachings on what? What do you like?
0: I like all the teachings that you do, but I just I can't believe that you're going that in-depth and making that much available to people. It's incredible.
1: Yeah, we're, <laughs> it's not being taken <laughs> advantage of at this point. We kind of blew it. We started on an app, and uh, I listened to some people, and I shouldn't have, and uh, we couldn't get Apple to process the payment cards, and it just was a nightmare. You and so we lost momentum, we lost it. but we're over on Facebook, Journeyman Community, and uh, you know we'll build slowly. It's good.
0: Well, that brings me to our point today. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Okay, so let's get to it. What's what's your point?
0: Well, my point is that you and I believe our marriage was created above and beyond us for a purpose on the earth. Mm -hmm. And no matter how much money we have or don't have or where we're living... over what's happening in our life? We still have that purpose, and that's still is, that's what we come back to time and time again.
1: Yeah, you taught me very early in our marriage, and this is good for you, young brides. That um, no matter how bad it got financially, when we lost Michael, uh, when one of our kids was. Runaway and in Pueblo, oh no! And we couldn't find her. <laughs> I
0: mean, she was on a donut instead of four tires. Yeah, yeah. driving we a horrible scared, car. We were scared for her. Just all safety, the things, everything, yeah.
1: all the seasons, all the things, the tragedies and the beauty that you go through uh, in a married life. That you always come together yeah. and you always make love, yeah. and you you keep the covenant strong. Yes, because that is what you're left with. Mm-hmm. I mean, now we're empty nesters. And the kids are gone, and they do grow up fast, and they do leave, and you still have to have a strong marriage.
0: Yeah, I disagree. They don't grow up fast, and <laughs> they never really leave. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, they don't ever really still, grow up. But we
0: still have the focus, and I think that we—that uh, was one decision we made when we had five small children, and then six small children—was that they were not going to become our gods. I think they're still mad about that. I, <laughs> I think, think they so would have liked to have been our gods. Well, when
1: our when our kids were, I was th- actually thinking about this at four o'clock this morning. Um, you know, I used to try to live through the boys mm-hmm. instead of just live for them to mm-hmm. serve them and discipline them and love them well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to learn that the hard way. And that's affected them and their parenting and their adult lives. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's just really important uh, that you point your children to Holy Spirit every time. Yeah. When they have questions, can I go to this party? Can I do this? Can I have the car? You know, I don't know what's Holy Spirit saying about right. that. You take the time and go talk to him listen to the father and then come back to me and let's talk, talk about it. And if you can teach them that from a young age and they actually start hearing in their heart, what's good to do and what isn't good to do, what brings life and what brings death, it actually changes your parenting.
0: Well, and that's the goal, right? Uh is that your children would be independent in their relationship with Christ. Yes. That you wouldn't have to lord over them when they have spouses and tell them, that's not how we act as blacks. We don't, you know, we want them to hear that for themselves.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Good point. Okay, so marriage. Let's keep going.
0: Marriage. (laughs) Yeah, I think um, the the idea that we're given often, um, which is like I would call this the number one myth of marriage, is the fairy tale idea that um, we're going to live happily ever after because we found a soulmate or we found a purpose um, within that person. And this is something that I've been discussing a lot with a lot of the young brides that I talk to is they um, women, especially right now, are struggling with the stay-at-home mom idea or the career idea. And I think it's cute that women still think they have that many choices (laughs) (laughs) Okay, because you can choose when you have very small children to stay in a full-time career, but someone does have to run the family. And I think it's really cute. Also, when you and I are watching TV together at night, and they have a laundry commercial, and a man is folding laundry.
1: Because <laughs> you don't think men fold laundry? I, <laughs> I do never, fold laundry occasionally. I've by never the way,
0: seen it with my own eyes. <laughs> oh my eyes. gosh, that's not true. <laughs> like a unicorn. I'm waiting. <laughs> okay, let's let's talk. <laughs> anyway, there. it's it is this like idea <laughs> that there there is a generational fear of losing themselves. And I don't know if they saw that in their parents or they, but I kind of want to address that in it's not that black and white. There is seasons in life. You know, there just is. There are seasons where life is really easy and things are working and bills are getting paid and you kind of like what you do for a living and your marriage is good. And there are seasons where things happen completely out of your control. You have no, you know, people that are getting hit by a hurricane right now, they have no control over that. And then there's the choices that we make that bring things into our life that maybe don't bring the best things. You know, if a man decides to start having an affair or a woman decides to start having an affair, there's all these different things that we can bring in that's going to bring destruction and right. then things we have no control over. So to look at it as if I don't keep doing what is in the dream in my heart, I it won't be there and I'll lose it and I'll, I'll lose my traction, I'll lose everything. Meanwhile, a lot of times... There's absolute chaos in our families. There's there's no one that's keeping track of things. There's no one that knows when the kids have a schedule. There's everyone's just winging it all the time, and I am seeing just a great deal of chaos in homes, of women that either have decided to stay home and now feel like they've lost themselves, or have stayed in their career and their house is falling apart, or just a complete unappreciation for spouses and what they do.
1: Okay, that's a lot, <clears throat> and, and I wanna I wanna preface with, with this. So we have, um, it's different than it was when we were young and married. Yeah, where most young couples, including our own children <laughs> live together first mm-hmm. because they can't afford, mm-hmm. um, to not. Yeah. Right. Um, and especially with our current administration and trying to make student loans free and all the things that are happening. We just don't, the, the fallout of that for their kids, our grandkids and great grandkids yeah. is going to be even worse than what it is. Yeah. Um,
0: Someone does have to pay it back.
1: So, yeah. How? Yeah. Right, it has to be paid. <laughs> it's a debt. <laughs> so it has to be paid.
0: Cash. It's not free. Uh, Nothing's free. So
1: how, what, what's the solution to that? So you've got a, 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 you're saying young brides that you're talking to feel like if they do stay home, they're missing the whole call in their life. Yeah. Um, or the opposite of that, where they feel like they were called just to be mothers, but they have to work because they have to yeah. help with with the bills. Yes, I talk to a lot of young married guys um, that are really struggling with staying in love with their wives because they're just always unhappy. It's never good enough. Mm. I wish I just didn't have to go to work every day and could be with my kids. Why won't you allow that? Or the opposite, like yeah. we said, and so. What do you do with all that? I
0: mean, that is such a good perspective to talk about is um, I always felt that the man that I was married to and was having children with, if he was especially going to a job that he didn't necessarily, I was raised by a man who kind of hated what he did, but was very committed to his responsibility to his wife and his three daughters and providing a lifestyle for us. And it grew my respect for him and when i see this is this is another thing that happens that's interesting is when you're home with small children you often fantasize about this life that other people are living like the high power well, especially
1: now with social media yeah you <laughs> like
0: she's like she's crushing it out there in right. the world and i have this degree just sitting there floating and dying and this you know it's not going to be there when the kids go to school and i remember just being in in groups of women um, most of us were staying home and our husbands were out working and i remember a conversation where they're like, oh, he gets to go out to lunch. And, and I was like, we're at lunch right now. But um, <laughs> he gets to go out to lunch and he gets to put like clothes on. I was like, he hates his job. Yeah. He absolutely hates what he does. I know because I drink with your husband and he hates his job. He's doing it out of duty and respect and care for his family. And so if a woman's perspective is like that, and this can be reversed as well, you're going to meet that person at the door with resentment. Right. Right. Which okay now let's take that from a different perspective. A man's out there doing a job he hates, but it's it's you know we talk to our son, our youngest son, all the time, and he's in sales, and he's like, oh my god, I'm like, yeah, not everybody can do sales. Like it's the hardest job out there, right. but he can make the most money at it, but he hates it. He's miserable all the time. So we're always having these conversations. So you look at like I am getting up with a pit in my stomach to go do something I absolutely hate for the next eight or nine or ten hours. And I'm doing it for these people that I love and I'm committed to, and they're my responsibility. And when I walk in the door or come out of my home office or whatever after doing that for eight or ten hours that I hate, and my wife is meeting me with a face full of anger, she's pissed about everything. Yes, What does a man do with that? And
1: okay, so vice versa. I'm out there working this 8 to 10, 12 hours a day. Mm -hmm. I hate this shitty job that I have. Yeah. And I bring it home with me and I'm angry. And I'm ticked. And I kick the dog. And I, right? We had to work through all those things. Yeah. Right? So what's some solutions?
0: Uh, I think pulling your head out of yourself for a second (laughs) and looking at, I think the most successful marriages are men and women that can pull themselves out of their perspective and put, their sho- put the shoes on of the person that they're married to yeah. or their kids or whatever. Because right. I didn't love volunteering at the school. I didn't love all the stuff I volunteered to do. I didn't love um, working there. I didn't love um, the, the long hours of housework and ungrateful children. I didn't love cooking for hours and people com- complaining. You know, that was not fun either, and that was my job review. And I <laughs> never got five stars and I worked so hard. Yeah. And I think that keeping that perspective that we are in this together and we're partners and you got to do what you got to do and I got to do what I got to do. But at the end of the day, we're going to respect and appreciate the work the other one has done That's because so we're doing it for each other and we're doing it for the greater good, which right. is this family.
1: Right. And, uh, uh, and the greater good being... Where do we find joy? Where where do we find hope in the midst of this circumstance? Mm -hmm. And then what is the greater good? What is the goal as a married couple and as a family? What are we actually trying to work for? That's so good. Right? And so I think so many times, and I know this was true for me, so I'm not putting this on anybody, but I see it all the time. I wanted the bigger house. I wanted the big trucks. Mm -hmm. I wanted the toys for the kids, the Mm -hmm. boats and the you know, all the things, the motorcycles and the go-karts. And when you can't afford that, <laughs> then you shouldn't probably do that. Right. And it would put us in debt or yeah. I would have to work harder. There was a season there. And then you'd, there. Be gone long, longer. you'd be gone longer. Exactly.
0: And so in order to have the stuff, we lost you. Yes. And when we lost you, we lost me because then I had to work harder to, to parent everything. I mean, constantly. And it, it wasn't ever worth it to me. Now, th- I think the boat was awesome because <laughs> we would go out into the mountains and for four days, you know, because you were in sales and so you could meet your quota by Thursday afternoon and we could go up into the mountains and it saved our family, I think. Absolutely. It was a good thing. No cell
1: service, out of service, out of out of everywhere yeah, and just enjoyed each other. Yeah. Yep. Camping, could really and boating, completely and,
0: yes disconnect from the world and just be a family at that time and that was good so that brought a good thing and that
1: and and that in itself is awesome yeah and and i want that for every family right but the point in what i'm trying to make is it's the simplicity of the season that we're in right so how am i awake and aware how do i allow god to re continue to reproduce and recreate i want to read a scripture real quick um this is powerful it's from um richard Rohr's devotional this morning um and the title of this thing is be awake um, and I'm just going to read a small portion of it to you. But if you get a chance, I'd encourage you to go read it. It's in Mark 13:33 through 35. Jesus tells his disciples, be awake, be alert. You do not know when the Lord of the house is coming, whether in the evening or at midnight or at cock crow or in the morning. Most of us, I know all of us probably, hear such a passage, passage as if it were threatening or punitive. Mm. That's how I always heard that passage.
0: Wait, really? Yeah. Okay.
1: Like, oh, he's going to come. You better be ready. You're going to go to hell if hey. you're not perfectly ready, Food right? Is a huge motivator. As if Jesus is saying, you'd better do it right or I'm going to get you. Mm. But Jesus is not talking about a judgment. He's not threatening us or talking about death. He's talking about the forever coming of Christ, the eternal coming of Christ now and now and now. Mm. Christ is always coming. God is always present. It's we who are not. Jesus tells us always be ready to be awake, to be fully conscious Mm. and expectant. It's the key to all spirituality because we usually are not. Wow. And... What hit me in reading that this morning is that's our marriages. Mm. That is this expecting, this knowing, this alertness, this awakeness that this just keeps getting better Maybe and better yeah. and better if I allow it to. If I'm awake, awake and alert in the season that I'm in, babe, we've got a Here's the season we're in. Yeah. Let's make some choices and decisions together. Absolutely. We only spend this much money without talking to each other. Yeah. Right. We're, we have to be in agreement. Um, we we budget this and we have this one night with the whole family where we just party if it's at home or not we make Sundays but whatever just becoming awake and alert to the season you're in with your children and the season you're in your marriage and how you steward that best and how you just help it become better and better a better, especially when you get into a ditch and you're in a fight and an argument. You've got to bring it back around to, oh, this is just going to keep coming. This is just going to keep happening. Let's be awake and alert of that. Let's be expectant. It's going to become good again. And how do we get there?
0: Okay. I love everything you just said, and I had this vision when you were speaking that I think one of the biggest myths besides the fairy tale myth that people never grasp joy in their marriage or in their homes is this one little sentence of thought that says, we will be happy when.
1: Okay. Yes.
0: And there's things I know that you are waiting to happen. And I think like he thinks he's going to be happy then. Mm -hmm. But the more you have in that area, the more responsibility you have. And so (laughs) I've just come to the place where, I know people that have lived 70, 80 years with the will be happy then. Or when I can do that, that's when I'll have peace. And you get there and it's like, there's something else. There's something else. And I think that is until you die. Right. There's something else. And so I am definitely more from the perspective of I'm happy now.
1: Yes. See, that's huge. It's it's what we've, we came to on our prophetic call this morning. We do a prophetic call every morning um, over a couple companies. And <clears throat> excuse me, they, um, the Lord just said to me, and, and then I watched uh, the guy at Gateway actually talk about it, um, that the Israelites in the desert they they wanted manna, they wanted food, mm. right? They needed that, and God got angry because He's like, "I'm that." Mm -hmm. and but everything that uh money brings us food brings us is everything that god wants to be for us yeah he brings us strength he brings us joy he brings us happiness he brings us all these things but we look at for we look for it in other areas yes because jesus isn't enough if we're honest yes he's just not enough and so when we learn like i don't know any wealthy people that will would tell me or tell you that they're happy because they're wealthy they're not.
0: It's just more responsibility. It is. A, and I think it does bring more freedom. Absolutely.
1: Oh, no, th- listen, get wealthy. Yeah, listen, uh, absolutely. I'd much rather be rich than poor, right? And, I mean, it's Isaiah 61. Go preach to the poor. Yeah. What's the good news? You don't have to be poor no more, yeah. right? No, we want wealth, kingdom wealth, because we're, we're givers, we're sowers, we're going to sow into um, the next generation, right? That's the kind of people God's looking for, kingdom right. people, not just Christian people who hoard and earn fear, mm-hmm.
0: Also, but if you are not giving and you're not generous when you have thirty thousand dollars a year, you are not that's going right. to be generous yep. when you have 000, 000 100%, 100%. a million dollars. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think that's what the scripture is talking about. It's hard for it has nothing to do with wealth keeping someone out of the kingdom, as much as it does having false gods. Yes, that will keep you out of the kingdom. The idols. Yes, and you know, you know what I always say. I'm like we, someone was telling us the story about this um, prosperity pastor. His wife wanted an Escalade, so mm-hmm. some guy gave her an Escalade, and then um, someone else gave her one, and then and so they had three Escalades. And they these people thought this was so amazing. And I was like, "You can only drive one at a time." My thought was, "Okay, I have two Escalades I can give away to a single yes. mom in the city who's struggling right. to get by, or
1: sew it into um, somebody wealthy that yeah right." The idea is this: if you want a good marriage, sew into somebody who has a good marriage. Mm-hmm with your finances your time with your life right you you give into where you want to go you sow where you want to go so i want this marriage to thrive yeah right so i'm going to find marriages that i'm listening to on podcasts or whatever or if it's my pastor's marriage that's amazing to me i'm going to sow into that right because i'm telling god this is fertile ground for me and i'm expecting the same for my marriage and then in every small season of marriage, there's hundreds and hundreds of them, right, throughout lifetime. Right. I'm making that season simple by saying, okay, what can we do in this season to bring life to our marriage and to our children, to our family? Exactly. Right? There it is. That's the point that you're trying to say. It's yeah. not that mystic thing out there that um, marriage is going to make me happy. It was funny today. We have a, uh, if you haven't joined it yet, you should, a group on Facebook. It's called All Things Marriage Slash Relationships. And we're asking questions. And um, somebody on there today was like, I, well, the question was, um, what did you learn about marriage?
0: What, did, what lie did you believe about marriage that you don't believe anymore? That you
1: don't believe anymore. And somebody said that he was actually going to be faithful and nice to me.
0: <gasps> oh. Yeah. Oh, and
1: so that just gives me opportunity, though, to yeah. be able to speak into and, you know. So I gave her one of the hug emoji, oh, right?
0: Oh, <laughs> um,
1: But but that's true, right? Yeah. And so we we have all these expectations and all this thing like I hate being single, and then we get married, and we're like I hate being married, and because somebody else said it, I thought it, being married was going to answer all my problems, and yeah. it's actually just created more. Yeah. Right, which is true. Right now you've just doubled up. Um, you're gonna wherever you go, there you are. <sighs> So true. Right? And so so what are we looking for? Are we looking for happiness or what are we looking for in our marriage?
0: Well, and that's why I say to you, like, I, I do love the trips that we go on and the adventures that we go on. But I also love when it's just a Sunday morning and the sun's out and you look at me and I look at you and we're like, let's go get on the bike. You know, like I also am fully alive in that moment. And I'm fully alive when we're, we're doing this together because... After 23 years of everything we've been through we've come to the place that our marriage actually is a life-giving entity mm-hmm. and it isn't actually always about us. Right. It isn't so it's like this idea Uh-oh. that like I I am fully who I am and I'm a full complete person. You are a full complete person. And so this idea that we come together and we become one person is is saying well Okay, but we're, we're a different entity now, and so you're not fully you anymore. I'm not fully me. We're just us. It's not true. Right. It's the trinity of I'm fully me, you're fully you, and then our marriage, the institution, the covenant of it is its own life-giving entity. Yes. And that's the overarching of all of our decisions, and that we know, well, you and I have not had to question, like, what, why did, why are we together? Like, what is the point of this? Like, we know. To the point where it nags at us and we can't run from it. And no matter what we do, our marriage has a call. Right. And when you're living life in that way that that this is not about me getting my needs met and my fairy tale. And this is not about you getting your needs met in your fairy tale. This is about us using this covenant to bring life to other other people and other marriages and other families.
1: As we receive life, as we first. receive yeah, life, absolutely. And you said it on the way down here. I mean, Disney really screwed up a whole two generations Disney of women and
0: romantic comedies. <clears throat> yeah, right.
1: Because yeah. that's what we actually yeah. think is going to happen. Yes. And then when it doesn't, we're disappointed. Yes. And we're disappointed in the person we're with. Right. And, they and, let us down. And what that led us into in our conversation, actually, just driving here today was it's like the divinity god was 100% man and 100% god yeah and we're, in our marriage it's the same thing it's 100% mystery and 100% work yes right and it's those two coming together yes. and learning and it takes time if you're watching me on video I'm staring at you in your eyes <laughs> it takes a lifetime to learn this, it's like working out your salvation.
0: Yeah, that's it really takes a, a
1: lifetime to work out your salvation. To wrestle through your theology and wrestle through how the church wounded you and hurt you, poor little baby. Get the hell over it and keep going. Right? It's wrestling through in marriage. Well, she's just mean all the time. She didn't get right. Right? And it's like, okay, so what are you doing that's not ministering to her heart? Yeah. What do you need to do to fix you, not fix her? Right, and so we we take that away, and we go, oh, now in twenty three years we can. So we got in a fight the other day; um, it was a good one. We did, uh, um, but they're so. I've
0: already blocked it out. Was <laughs> yeah, it bad?
1: right. We know it's tied to everything else. Was
0: I bad? <laughs> what did I do? I don't remember this.
1: Uh, anyway, sorry, I'm starting to preach, but I just feel <laughs> like that's the whole point. Yeah, absolutely. Of the seasons of marriage.
0: So, is is the purpose of marriage to have someone? make you happy no what is the purpose of marriage then
1: well i think you know and you want to tell us
0: no i think you know <laughs> no i think it i think you have to look at the bigger picture of the fact that marriage is a gift that god gave to us mm-hmm. and it is not um he doesn't create anything so it'll fail so there's so many multifaceted things that are happening with a marriage like even if you've not figured out yet what is our calling for our marriage or, you know, for lack of a better term, what's the mission statement of our family, which we had one we put up in the front of our house and our kids rehearsed it every night before they went to bed. And the and the it'd be so cool if we got the, all the kids on right now and like we'll give you a hundred dollar bill if you can if you can finish this mission yeah, right. statement. But it was something to the effect of the black family was blessed to be a blessing. And it is not about us. It's about the widow, the orphan and the alien. And that reestablished in our family constantly that we were created for something more than living for ourselves. And we wanted that to get into our children's hearts because we were in an area and we were around people where it was all about them. Like these people would buy motor homes just for the baseball tournaments. Right. And that was their community. That was their bar. That was their, it was everything. And I thought, what are y'all going to do when your kid graduates? Because I promise you, he's not going to the big leagues. It's just not that good. None (laughs) of them are. Just because they kind of maybe did something in Monument, Colorado, does not mean (laughs) that the NFL or anybody else is like, oh, we need this kid. Like your kid is going to have to get a real job and they're going to have to deal with their crap at some point. So if we make them a god in all of this and we so we just want all our kids to always know that it's about something bigger than mm. just your desire. So desires. the purpose
1: of marriage is it, that it's about something bigger <laughs> something than your bigger. own small desire.
0: And you get to, the blessing of marriage is, to me, it's like a mirror. Because I see things from your expression that I am unaware of in myself until I see your expression. Like when we went out for tacos and we were having a great time. We had a really good time. You and I were having a lot of fun on a Sunday. And there was this woman there that was older than me. And she had two dogs in her little stroller. Yes. Her dog stroller. She was kind of ignoring her husband and like making love to these dogs, (laughs) which I don't know why the dogs were in the restaurant, but I was irritated. I was like, what the hell is wrong with her? Like, (laughs) what is the deal? And you looked at me and you were like, it's not that big of a deal. Just eat your taco. (laughs) And let's just enjoy each other. And I was like... He's so right. It's not that big of a deal. Like, why I could go preach about this. Like, how sad. Is okay, this wait. So life? <laughs> w- we go
1: to Fuzzies, which is an incredible taco joint, <laughs> and we go up to the guy, and I just said, "Pick your four favorite tacos. <laughs> they were the best. And we what's ever your ate. favorite margaritas? Make <laughs> sure there's like, a beer upside he down was like, in anything, it.
0: Anything, anything. Like, yeah. yeah the guy was like, what?
1: And it felt like he had so much power. I know. And we're having this blast of a anything sundae. but chicken.
0: No chicken. That's <laughs> all I care about.
1: My wife gets uptight about. This I was
0: doll. no. Because, <laughs> like, from a perspective of, does this woman need help? Like, why Why so much affection towards animals? Like, that always well, that is off, disturbs me a little bit. Absolutely. But um, anyway, but you said that, and I was like, probably had you said that to me, 20 years ago, if we were on a date, I probably would have pouted. I might've gotten my feelings hurt. I might've thought harder for my argument, make my point, but we've been together so long and I know your heart and I know who you are. And I know what you want for me that all you said was like, it's not that big of a deal. Let it go. And I was like, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. I mean, the sun was shining. We yes. were having margaritas yes. and tacos like that. You can't be sad. And the Bronco game was getting ready to start like yes. in an hour. So we had something really important to look forward to. And I thought, I don't want to miss this moment bitching about something that just doesn't really matter. And I think we do that a lot. Like we we bitch about things that just don't really matter instead of saying, okay, what's happening in this moment right now that I need to embrace? Mm. Is our kid playing baseball and is this an amazing day? You know, it's sunny and it's beautiful and we're enjoying it and we're making new friends. Or am I so stuck on these other things? I don't think I could really always be fully Mm -hmm. present because we had so much responsibility and you really had to help me like okay you can't clean the bathrooms from here because we're at a park and our kids are doing this and I'd have to mentally say to myself okay I'm going to be fully present in this moment and I'll deal with this when I deal with it yeah this is overwhelming there yeah. are seasons that are just so overwhelming so much responsibility so much
1: to but do. if you can keep the perspective if I'm alert and awake here yeah. and if I'm in this moment and it's going to keep coming and coming. It's, it's Sometimes it's going to be really tough and hard. It's going to keep coming yeah. and coming. Sometimes it's going to be amazing. It's like the second coming of Christ. It's, it's not a date or a day. It's a consistency. It's mm-hmm. something that's happening every day in our lives. And that's how we bring kingdom to earth. That's how we bring kingdom to our children and to our marriages. There's no other way.
0: And the perspective that we're in this together yes. takes away that you're the enemy. You went on a business trip and I was here with these children or whatever it is like you got to go have fun. Like I know that you were in a meeting, but afterward you guys went out to have a beer and I was still folding laundry. We don't really allow those kind of conversations in our house because we are connected in a way that says we're doing this for the the greater good of the family. That also like I celebrate the male relationships that you have. Because you have good male friends. And so when you want to go meet your buddies for a beer, I'm like, oh, my gosh, yes, that's, tell them I said hi. Or sometimes I crash the party. <laughs> yes, I, I like hanging out with the guys. But, um, you know, that's like a different perspective than I had when we were very young. My perspective then was, why does he get to go out and be social? I would love to put on a cute pair of boots and have a glass of wine or something and have an adult conversation. Yes.
1: And, 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 and I'll say this to this, and we should probably um, get to a closing here, but I think it's overdone by some young married men. They can golf all day. They can, they overdo it because they don't want to be home. Cause they're not good at being at home. That's they're not good at being good married. Point. They're not good at being a dad necessarily, but they can hang but with they, their buddies and they
0: know how to hit a ball. They're
1: drinking buddies. Right. Yeah. And they're athletic or whatever. It can be way overdone. And so as men, and what I had to learn to do through the years is if I, I knew when I was overdoing it, when I was staying away too much, when I was p- playing too much without you, um, and we believe, guys, the, a, a, a marriage that plays together stays together.
0: Yeah, you gotta have some fun. You gotta
1: have fun. But um, I knew when I was off, and so you've got to, That's what I mean. It keeps it when that when you when you're walking in kingdom and you're awake and alert. You know your wife's really hurting, and her heart's hurting. You need to stop. Yeah, playing so much golf or whatever that thing is, and get home and go celebrate with her.
0: Well, and is there a season because um, there, you know, there's going to be a time when the kids are going to grow up and you're, you've got your work schedule under control or maybe you're retired or whatever. And I don't really believe in like living your life for a moment, like yeah, that one day right. when I look like this yeah, that's or, started. or yeah. yeah, but I do believe that there are seasons where you have to look at it and say, you know, we have a special needs six month old and that's, all-consuming in this right. marriage right now and in order to take care of everything like there is no there's no wiggle room right now for being gone for three days without my spouse right when they're in this by themselves and that's something you have to look at is what does my partner need what's
1: the alertness what's the awakeness in the marriage yeah that's so good okay marriage with a purpose
0: marriage with a purpose All let right, me give baby. you a couple of things and then we'll okay, wrap it up. okay. so <clears throat> here's some of the benefits you ready Yes. For living your life with purpose is creating a deep love story. So if we're talking about Disney, we're talking about fantasy. We're talking about fairy tales. We're talking about happily ever after because this is the right person or I'm the right person and we're the right person. Shifting that thought to I have a lifelong partner. That means I have a person that I'm going to go through all of life with. Hopefully you'll both live to be grandparents together and this is my partner that is a much more satisfying relationship with deeper intimacy and a better friendship than necessarily the guys that are taking 3 days of your week to play golf with yeah or the women that i lose my 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 own world in cuz they're so dramatic or whatever is happening that's taking away from the family instead of giving to the family we need friendships that are going to love our marriages And be brothers and sisters.
1: Right. Speak the truth in love. Yes. We've been doing this too much. Get home to your bride. Yeah. Right. And when my bride calls, our conversation's over. I'm taking the phone call. Doesn't matter what the situation is. I'm never going to go alone to a lunch with a woman or be alone with another woman. It's just a commitment. I mean, it's it's just true. It's like we get to steward.
0: But you didn't believe that when we were first married. No. And I you worked with a lot of women. Because I was never taught that. Yeah, I know. You were with a lot of um, women, and some of them were kind of inappropriate. Very And know. it bothered me <laughs> a lot. One time, you'd had lunch with a coworker, and then you came to meet me for my prenatal exam. And I was so mad at you <laughs> that they couldn't get my blood pressure down. They had me, like... On one side, then on the other side, staining <laughs> on my head. They're like, we can't let you go until we get your blood pressure down. I'm like, we're not going to get my blood pressure down until I kill someone. So, and I walk in.
1: <laughs> hey. Yeah, well, that's that's a good picture of a young marriage, right there. There you go.
0: And now I know you just won't do it. I
1: love it. Well, no, I, I just refuse. I can't. There's just there's things you just finally get to as a man. You, I just don't do that. I can't cross that line because I know what it does.
0: Well, and what it looks like.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I think let's pick these up okay. on the next podcast. Kay. Let's keep this going because I think it's really, really good. I want to start where we just are finishing here.
0: Myths and truth.
1: Myths and truths of marriage. Yeah. Hey, thanks, everybody. Make sure you're joining us. Uh You can get all these videos and everything there. They post there eventually. Um, again, <laughs> walk on the Patreon. Go watch it there or at the Journeyman um, community. We love you. Thanks for being a part of all that we do.